You're listening to the Eltham Baptist Church Podcast. Hello. <laughs> See why you don't have any hair, Dad? Uh, sorry. Um, thanks, Josh. That was awesome. I don't know where you... It was really good. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to open in prayer. Lord, thank you so much that you are here, that you come and that you speak to us. Um, thank you for your word. I pray that you would open our hearts and minds as we learn from you and um, that you would speak, Lord. I pray you would remove any distractions, um, any concerns, Lord, that are taking our focus away from you right now. Lord, anything that I say, yeah, that is not of you, just take it away, Lord. Um, but I do pray that you would use me today. Um, Jesus' name, amen. So I don't know um, how many of you guys were around on Wednesday, I think it was. I was down at the river with my cousins, and I hate rivers because they're brown, you can't see what is touching you, and it's just really <laughs> disgusting. And I remembered why I don't swim in rivers. It was fun, um, but at the same time, not at all. And so um, we were kind of in there for a little bit, and then it started getting really windy, and it was really hot, and so I was just seeing all this like, dust coming up over the trees, and it was just branches were falling, and um, kind of like you know a couple of concerns going through my mind, like, is it a bushfire? Is the world ending? Just kind of keeping it pretty calm. We were like scrambling out of the river up the bank and we kept slipping down and then um, the dust was coming on us and we like changed color completely. We were just like, came out like all caked in mud. It was really not fun at all. Um, but I was reminded, moral of the story, I was reminded at how fast the weather just changes. And um, so I'm going to read to you today from Matthew 8, 23 to 27. Okay. Um. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man, they asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. I find it funny that in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus actually initiates this trip. So he's been preaching like, and teaching, and he's really tired, and he's like, let's go across the lake. And... I think it's in Mark, it says that it's evening time. And so Jesus is like, let's go, it's getting late, and we're going to cross the river. And so the disciples are like, yes, okay, and hop in the boat. And Jesus falls asleep in the stern in the back of the boat, and he's on a cushion and he's sleeping. And so then the disciples, these like experienced fishermen, like I feel like they'll be really tough and kind of muscular like me and just really burly and like, they're like, you know, just doing the fisherman job, and then all of a sudden, this storm comes in over the lake. And so what happens is the Sea of Galilee, it's like, I haven't seen it, I'm just 
you know, trying to visualize here, but it's just a lake and it's got all this like kind of humid air above it and then there's mountains surrounding it and all this cool air comes in from the Mediterranean and clashes and all of a sudden there's this massive storm on the lake. And these experienced fishermen, like, you know, probably pretty calm, like, we've got this. And then all of a sudden, they're like, we don't got this. And it's like way too rough. And they're like, all of a sudden, like, Jesus, we're dying. And he's just like, why are you afraid? I feel like it doesn't seem that fair. (laughs) Like, well, Jesus, there's a storm. I feel like we're going to die. Sorry. But, um... I don't think Jesus is upset with them for being afraid. He's upset with them for not trusting in who he is. Who is it that is asleep on their boat? So that's what I want to look at today. Um, It's just who is it that is actually on the boat sleeping? Why is Jesus so upset with them? I think we assume that sleep or inaction is a really bad or a negative thing because we just live in this culture, um, like a fast food culture of immediacy. Our need is always just of higher value and everything is just always happening. And whether we realize it or not, we always, well, I always, value that a lot more than God's will and timing. Um, I kind of think a little bit that if we understood God's presence more, we wouldn't let that fear overtake us. It isn't that Jesus is angry with their fear, it's their lack of awareness and faith in the presence of Jesus and in his character and his power. I want to look a little bit at Moses, just quickly. So if you want to quickly, you can turn to Exodus, 32, 32, 32, 32, 33, 33, give or take. Exodus 33, um, and so Moses is basically, um, he's come down from the mountain and the Israelites, they got their golden calf, which they're worshipping, and um, he intercedes for Israel, and then he's like, God saying, leave this place, go out, I'm going to give you this land, this nation, I'm going to... take all of you and make you into my nation, and, um, but I won't go with you because you are stiff-necked people and I might destroy you on the way. So Moses is kind of like, cool, cool, yep, all right, all right. I have this friend, he's, um, he's like South African Greek, and on Operation Joshua, actually any time when I was in Greece and there was something happening, he would be like, okay, what's the POA? Like, what's the plan of action? He was just very like, what's the POA? And he just wanted to know, how are we going to do this? And really, it was just his own invitation to like, start like, strategizing him, like he would start with the plan, basically. It was just like his opening line. Um, but, you know, like Moses is there, and he's kind of like, to God, oh, yeah, um, cool, cool, we can do all that. But you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. And the Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. So Moses isn't like, Okay, God, how are we going to do this? 
how exactly is this going to happen? Can you give me like a blueprint, just an idea, just even like a, a northeast south, anything like that? Like he's just like, God, I want your presence. And that is all. And I will not go anywhere unless you give us your presence. He's leading a whole nation into a foreign land where other nations live. He's leading a rebellious and complaining nation, a stubborn people. But Moses doesn't ask God how. How will we do this? What will I do with these people? How do I lead them? He says, God, is your presence here? And will you be with us? I think God's omnipresence, meaning that he's always present, um, is awesome, and Jesus has made a way for us to enter into that presence. In Hebrews 10.22, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. So the disciples asked Jesus to do something, and Jesus gets up and he rebuked the wind and the waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. And then the disciples are terrified and amazed at Jesus. So they've gone from being like, this storm is crazy. And then they just see the power of God and they are just shocked and terrified by how powerful Jesus is. And this power, Jesus has a word that holds absolute power. He has complete and instantaneous control. And it would have reminded the disciples of Yahweh and Yahweh's mastery of wind and water. In Psalm 107, 32, I think I just love this passage because it's really epic, so I'm just going to read it, okay? Some went out on the sea in the ships. They were merchants on mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord for his wonderful de deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest and lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards and were at their wit's end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. So the disciples are suddenly starting to see Jesus and see how powerful he is and starting to see that he is the son of God. I think our, our fear and our awe of God's power is just only the appropriate response. I love in Job, God's just kind of spoken to him and all of a sudden he's just like, um... Yep, okay, that was pretty shocking. And he kind of is just like, whoa. And Job 42, two to six, he's like, I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. You asked, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? It is I, and I was talking about things I knew nothing about, things far too wonderful for me. You said, listen, and I will speak. I have some questions for you and you must answer them. I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. I take back everything I said, and I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. I think this is a God who is powerful. And when we faithfully enter into his presence, he, I think we should enter in awareness that he is a powerful God and that he can do everything. 
I had a, a friend a few years ago, and she said, we don't know it all, but we know enough. And we don't know everything about these situations in life. We have no idea how it's going to end or what's going to happen, but we know enough. We know who God is, and we know that we can enter into his presence. David in Psalm 23.4 writes that, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. So I guess what I want to ask you guys today is, what kind of fear distracts us from being aware of the presence of God? What kind of anxieties are there in your life and fears that stop you from turning to God? I think there's so much in life, as Josh was saying, like there's just so many things today that we just kind of get really caught up in. And if we just turned towards Lord and we realized that we were able to enter this presence of a really powerful God, then all of a sudden the storm is just nothing in comparison to what he can do and how he will be glorified. When I am at the beach, I usually arrive and I just have this kind of like, I just want to get in the water kind of thing. And I do not understand people who go to the beach and sit on the beach and don't go swimming. I just don't get it. Because <laughs> there's this water here and it's really cool. And why, why wouldn't you swim? And so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything against you guys, like you're weird, but if... <laughs> You know, that's just my biased opinion. Um, when I get to the beach, I kind of do this thing. I, okay. So when in Greece, when my mom was there, I had a lot of people come up to me and just be like, Jade, your mom is very graceful. And I was like, she is. Kind of like me, right? Like, why, why do you sound so surprised? <laughs> like, so tall and graceful. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> probably just like me. And I think it's because I have this kind of like, you know, when I, I just do things in a very like jadish way, I don't know what that means. But like, so I get to the beach, right? And I'm just giving you guys this example. I'm leading up to my beach entrance and I like run and then I kind of do this like leap and then like a belly flop into the waves. And usually if it's like a really like rough wave or something, it kind of like takes you back and it's just so fun. It's very exciting. Um, and again, I just think of those people who are like, they're seeing all this fun and they're just sitting on the beach. And I'm like, why? I don't get it. And again, I'm not really saying anything about the beach. I'm just saying that if God's presence is there and we can enter it through Christ, why would we just sit on the beach? God's presence is there and it's available to us and we can just enter that. And... I guess what I want to encourage you is that if there are storms in your life and you're just caught up in the fear, just kind of do like a running leap and dive belly flop into God's presence in like a reverent way. <laughs> I didn't set a timer. How you're feeling like <laughs> Um, I think I'll probably just stop there, but I'd just like to pray first. Lord, I just pray, God, that when we are walking through those dark valleys and, and the fear is overwhelming, that we would just trust in your presence, 
that we would know that your rod and your staff comfort us, Lord, that you have the power to calm storms. Lord, I pray that we would have faith in the guy who is sleeping on our boat, who is the son of God. Thank you, Lord, so much for all that you have done for us. And I just pray, Lord, that you would be glorified over the storms in our life as well. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to the Eltham Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to hear more or simply pay us a visit, go to www.elthambaptist.net.